Hello and welcome to Center for Victory's podcast of your best day yet. At Center for Victory, we're here to help unlock, reinforce, and enrich relationships through personal and professional development. I'm Eric Guy, Chief Victory Officer at the Center for Victory. Here with me today is a very, very dear friend, known her for a long time, Mickey Williams. She is a Hall of Fame speaker and TEDx speaker, was chosen as one of the best speakers in the country by Meetings and Convention Magazine, along with Tony Robbins, Bill Gates, and Jay Leno. Uh, based in Naples, Florida, she's an award-winning speaker for Vistage International, the world's leading executive organization and master chair of two of their peer advisory boards in Chicago. A global celebrity speaker, transformational uh, storyteller, and noted in Forbes as one of the most sought after executive speech coach coaches. She is the creator of Speaker School, Keynote Camp, the Mickey Mouth Club, and her one woman show, She Came, She Wore, She Conquered, performed at Second City Chicago. Mickey has spoken in every U.S. state, every Canadian province, and every continent except Antarctica, where she can't wear her stilettos. Uh, please welcome uh, Mickey Williams. Great to have you, Mickey. Hey, Eric. Always great when I can be with you virtually, in person. I'll take it anywhere, anytime. Yeah, you are just a, a absolute gem. I mean, I'm I hope people can get to watch this over and over again because I know you're going to give us nuggets. I've heard you speak several times. I've attended your speaker school, which was, for me, transformational, even being a speaker for as long as I have. And you've, you've poured into my life on several occasions, and I'm really thrilled to have everybody listen in and watch today. I have knocked the ums and so's right out of you, Eric. <laughs> Every once in a while they come up and I think that's why I'm a little nervous today. <laughs> Don't be. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> but anyhow, Mickey, you have a, a very great story. And this month we've been talking about how to get your mind right in conjunction with National Mental Health Awareness Month. And I would like for you to begin, if you could, just let everybody know really what you do but most importantly, how you got there, because I love that story and what it took for you to be at the top and be one of the best. Thanks, Eric. I'm happy to share. I will do it in the abbreviated version because it's, it's been a long, blessed life, and I know we don't have that much time. Uh, I always aspired to be a wife and mother. That was my goal in life because I was raised by a single mom with no brothers and sisters. So I always dreamt of the big family, the white picket fence, house in the country, the, the whole bit. I married my college sweetheart and we were on our way to that dream when sadly at the age of 29, he was tragically killed in a car accident. Our son was two years of age. I had no money and no job. I guess you call that a defining moment in one's life. And I always revert to that story because it really is the platform from which everything else has happened to me in my life. When, you know, that saying, when people are afraid to take risks and they say, what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, I already had the worst thing that can happen. So I'm not risk averse. I am very risk pro. And it's basically because of that. You know, if I, if I leave out everything in between, uh, and I won't, I'll go back a little bit, but you know, as a Vistage chair today, and I know you're a Vistage member, and I think that's, that is how we met, isn't it, Eric? It is, yes. Uh, we have a rule in our group called the T-Rex rule, and it means adapt or die. 
And boy, is that ever present today. I mean, you know, we're calling it pivoting. It's the new buzzword. I have pivoted so many times in my life, I'm dizzy. But I, you know, I didn't really have a skill set. I was a phys ed major, a gym teacher, and a professional dancer. And I just used my skills that I had, which was teaching dance. And I started teaching dance. And I was a good cook. And someone said, why don't you become a, a caterer? And I said, well, I don't know how to do business. And again, I was just fearless. I jumped in. And you know, all the businesses I started doing were successful because I, in spite of myself, I, you know, I didn't have an MBA. I didn't go to college with a business degree. I just used my talents. And, and I guess when people say the success skills, I always say it's persistence and tenacity. Eric, I'm calling you till you die or I do. I am just a dog with a bone here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I have a short attention span. So I've, I've had like eight businesses. I love startup. I love reaching goals and then I get bored and it's kind of what's next. And in 1987, I sold the last business, which was a health club. And there were a whole bunch. If you go to my website, you'll see cartoons of every business I've had. So I'm not going to bore your listeners or you with them. Fast forward to the, the sale of my business. And that was the first time in my life. I didn't know what I was going to do next. And through a, a year of trial and error, I decided if I if I leverage my talents, my skills, my business knowledge, my personal experiences, poof, I can become a professional speaker. And you know, as Paul Harvey would say, if anyone's old enough to remember Paul Harvey and the rest of the story, uh, that's what I did. I built this business the same way I built every other business, with no money, a lot of chutzpah, and uh, just taking risks and promoting myself uh, and uh, building a really successful 30-year career as a professional speaker and now teaching others how to do it by coaching executives on how to give presentations by people like you, who I'm so proud of, you know, who go through speaker school, keynote camp, I'll design a speech. And, you know, so today, I guess I still run about nine businesses. I'm a Vistage chair. I run two executive groups. I'm a Vistage speaker. I'm a professional speaker. I'm an executive speech coach. I run speaker schools and yada, yada, yada. There's more. Did that explain it? It did. I mean... <laughs> For me, you know, for people listening, really, that, that have had, you know, tragedy in their life and trying to get their mind straight, you, you do have to, to pivot. And, and you have, and you've made a career of it. But what I love about you, the energy that exudes from you, is you just continue to live life regardless. I mean, yes, I, you know, you can call me the professional pivoter. I think I'll, I'll use that as my new brand. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I guess because, you know, when you've had a loss so profound at such a young age, all of a sudden you realize life is so precious and I do live it to the max, personally or professionally. And I think that comes also from that defining moment. Life is too short. We don't know. And so every day I want to maximize the people in my life, the experiences I have, and taking risks do not become that scary for me. What's scary is not taking them. You know, even now, I mean, I had a limiting belief, a really big limiting belief, Eric, and that was around technology. I convinced myself that I'm not good at it because I didn't like it. Mm -hmm. And one of my members would say to me, that's not true, you are. And I kept affirming it. Like we all have these limiting beliefs. And when you're talking about the mind as you are in this particular podcast, it's amazing how we can convince ourselves of what we can't do. And then this happened. And boy, talk about having to pivot or sink or swim or adapt or die. 
I had to learn, you know, I had to learn technology. I had to stop saying I'm not good at it or I don't like it because that would have hampered me doing what I had to do. And that's been a big lesson for me now. I find lessons every time I start a new business or in everything. But even for me, I'm sure people are listening and have limiting beliefs around something. Let me tell you, they're not fun and you do what you got to do and stop affirming in your own head that you can't do something because I'm doing it. <laughs> right. And that was, that was my second thing that I was wanting to go in with you. You're just this fantastic storyteller. I mean, I can, I can listen to you tell the same speech one day after another. I mean, I really can because I'm just hooked on the story and stories are so important of what we put in our heads. As you said, how's that story important to people when they tell themselves about their physical, their emotional, their mental well-being? You know, it's such a great question, Eric, because it's not only the stories we tell ourselves, because we live the stories we tell ourselves, but one of the things that's so popular now is storytelling. And one of my biggest, most requested speeches is the art and heart of storytelling. Because it's no more a day where you're a talking head and you just give speeches. We now know through science, through cultural anthropology, through neuroscience, that the brain actually lights up, the right side of the brain lights up when you tell a story. Because what we do is we look and listen to people's stories through the lens of our own experience. So if someone's listening to me today, they don't have the same experience I have, but they might have the same emotion that I have. And I call that, as you know, the emotional transportation business. And the fact that you say you can listen to me, it's because I'm telling stories. I'm not speaking and preaching and, and just spewing facts and, and blah, blah, blah. Stories are the vehicle, the ones we tell ourselves, how we convince ourselves, and the ones we share with others, which make us interesting to other people. I would challenge everyone to stop saying, I don't have any stories. I'm not a good storyteller. The day you were born is a story. Yes. You know, somebody uh, a while back uh, saw you and I together and th then we separated for some reason or other, but I always remember it because they said, who was that? And I said, that's a great friend of mine, Mickey Williams. And, and they, she said, I think they said, well, you know, she looks pretty outrageous. And I said, she is. And that's who she is. And that's what you live and exude. And it's so great to be around you because that's your story. And the nice thing about that, I would like to point out, because as we're helping people through these times, when we can be ourselves, we also encourage others to be themselves too. And I think that's why there's such a strong bond as soon as as you and I met, if you just lived out those values of what you believe and you encourage that and validate that in others. And, and that's a great point and a nice compliment, Eric, and I've lived it my whole life. I like to say I've been as discriminated against as anybody else what, what, by the color of their skin, their religion, or anything else. I've experienced flamboyant, outrageous discrimination. And I've known that, but it's who I am. And I've been this way my whole life when people finally get past it. So you have two camps. You have the ones who can't get past it and they miss out on knowing me. And I like to think, well, they've missed out. Or they're the ones who get past it and go, wow, underneath all that flamboyance and outrageousness, there is substance and heart. And, uh, and you know, even when I give my presentations, I could teach everybody every skill around professional speaking and giving great stories. 
take all that away, it comes down to authenticity. Yes. People will relate to you if you just show up as who you are. And in my experience, people are not always comfortable doing that. You know, it's so funny. I just spoke to one of my Vistage members before you and I got on and he said, I just referred someone to our group. I warn them when they go to your webpage so they're prepared. And so all my members have to warn people when they refer because people will make judgments based on, you know, the old don't judge a book by its cover. I'm used to it and I can laugh at it, but it still exists in our society today. So to your point, yeah, I think along with you, Eric, I'd like to encourage anybody who's listening to this to get comfortable with being who they are make no apologies for it yeah good point good point what are some tips you would give people who want to align and live out what you just discussed i think first of all is get getting to know yourself by being really honest with yourself what drives you what's your passion what's your hobbies what's your interests are you doing them are you living life to its fullest what are you waiting for i'd love to quote myself you know that eric the greatest labor saving device ever invented is tomorrow <laughs> we don't know how many tomorrows we have so let's go back to that cliche of carpe diem seize the day you know again i one of the reasons i became an inspirational speaker and, and initially was just sharing my life story because it inspired people who were waiting and i said you know i was kind of forced to to make a choice on how i was going to live my life i hope people don't have to wait till they have a tragedy or something that makes them do that i mean look at this pandemic how people's lives have changed some have realized the value of family that they never did before some have realized the importance of taking time for oneself and not feeling guilty about it because they're kind of forced to so for me it's always been about sharing with people that we have choices and to use the fact that we have choices. Yeah, good point. Um, ending, wrapping this all up, Mickey, how can folks get in touch with you? Because I want them to look you up because you've been a big influence in my life. As I said, I even went to speaker school. So I met you through Vistage. We hung around a little bit. You came to a couple of the groups to speak, really enjoyed those went down to Florida and went through speaker school. And now just some background. So if anybody doesn't know, I had already been speaking for well over 15 years. And I tell you, it was money well spent because I'd learned so much. And I was like, wow, man, I wish I would have had this like 20 years ago. This would have been really helpful. How do people get in touch with you? It, you know, I always say, Eric, it's the old, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. I, thank you for that. I, I love people and I love to help people and, I, and I'd be delighted. The easiest way is to go to my website, mickeywilliams.com, but be prepared. <laughs> you can email me directly from the website, which is mickey at mickeywilliams.com. And here's the great news. For the first time ever, we're doing a virtual speaker school, which makes it really easy. No air, no hotel, no expenses. May 28th through 30th, virtual speaker school. And you had to sign up for the whole package, but the virtual one we're offering by the day so people can just do one day if they want to. It's all on my website, Eric, and I would love to have anyone who's listening to you contact me because you know what a fan I am of you. <laughs> yeah, and I'd be happy to talk to anybody about it if, if they're teetering on the fence. I'm going to tell them to do it because it was – I still have. Actually, it's sitting out still. I don't usually have a lot of things sitting out, but I still have your binder, and that's been two and a half years ago. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a big compliment. I and, and it's not just sitting somewhere like holding the door open. It's actually sitting somewhere to look through it time and time and time again. Just so people know, Eric, my speaker school or my coaching is not for professional speakers like you. It is, but more so even for people, everyday executives who have to give presentations. Anybody who has to stand up and speak. You know, there was an old saying something about the day we're born, we're gifted with the ability to speak until the day we have to stand up and give it, then we turn into idiots. <laughs> and I, I can help anybody. And I just want people to know that this is an opportunity for anybody, not just professional speakers. Yeah, absolutely. If you have to get up in front of anybody, small crowd, crowd, yeah, and you do, <laughs> uh, check it out. Um, Mickey, would you uh, leave us with one of your famous quotes or mottos before we wrap up today? Absolutely. The, my mantra, Eric, be outrageous. It's the only place that isn't crowded. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Mickey. Uh, that's all for today, folks. Thanks for watching. Uh, make sure you leave this video a like and leave a comment down in the comment section, please. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit the subscribe button as well as the bell icon so you can get notified when we post next. If you'd like more information, visit us at centerforvictory.com. And remember, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, make this your best day yet. See you soon.